This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the Where's the flight? This talking to me! I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How's it going, mate? Oh, mate, I'm fantastic. You're sounding a lot better than you did in the intro last week. Yeah, I know. There's just too, there's too much shit to think of on this. Like you fucking think you get computers you- right and then something else will just do something. You go, oh, okay. And you ask a fucking nerd and go, why did it do that? And they go, oh, sometimes it just does, just sort of goes back to default to something else. Nah. All right, cool. No, I don't think it does. Like I should know that. It fucking does. Yeah, I think it just checks settings and that beforehand. I wouldn't worry about it though. It's not, it's not gremlins or anything. It's only a week in, week out thing. <laughs> For uh, the foreseeable future, I wouldn't worry. Don't check. <laughs> Just fucking roll the dice. <laughs> Man, I just feel bad because there's no equivalent for you to hang shit on me. Like, I should have to go with you to a building site and try and figure out what's going on because I think your computer skills and my handy skills are about the same. Yeah. Your thumbs would be cauliflower within a day. You need and use computers way more than I need to use fucking power tools, but <laughs> yeah, I, I would have looked into it. Well, that's the fucking that's the way of the world now, isn't it? <laughs> just just hire some man, just outsource your manhood to someone else to come in and turn the fucking toilet tap off, <laughs> you loser. And then you and your cohort start bullying me because my fucking computer goes back to 40, 41,000 instead of forty eight thousand on something you can't even explain. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. All I really, right. I really, I'm unsure what happens in your place um, in between podcast recordings, but someone loves a fucking button mashing. Who cares? It sounds good now. However, heads up to everyone. We didn't give them a heads up last week. Oh, yeah. The episode that is, we're about to, that we're introducing, it will have you sounding shit on it. Yeah. But it's almost as if it's not free and you can shut your fucking mouths and stop sending emails about it. So, yeah. Um, Anyway, how was day at the Triffids, mate, the old uh, show? Mate, the Triffid on Sunday night for Nick Cody and mates was a fucking blind. That room is awesome. If, you've never, if you're in Brisbane and you've never been before, you should check it out. It's like an old airplane hangar from World War II that they've converted into this wicked band room. I think it's mainly bands that play there. 
but it's such a good setup for comedy. And Sunday night crowds, good crowds. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They mean it. They fucking mean it. Anyone can go out on a Friday or a Saturday like they did to your show. Yeah. The only problem was <laughs> that there was there was a definite divide between people that uh, have followed my stand-up for years and that people that have won tickets through oh. and – that God, the, the divide, it's so easy to see. The old tall poppy conundrum. Somebody yelled out, go Dusty Martin at one point. That's a solid two and a half weeks since he won a grand final. That's a bloke that clearly listens to. What, that's just out of the blue, yep. yelled out that. Yeah. Nothing to do with, have you been joking about him on radio or something? No, I had mentioned AFL and NRL um, maybe five or ten minutes earlier. Do you? Do you look like him? No. Jesus Dustin Christ. Martin? Yeah. Have you seen Dustin Martin? Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Fucking hell, man. He's the closest AFL has to like a leaguey looking dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Has he got the haircut? He's got the fucking haircut. He's got the tats. Oh, he's right. got the dad that's not allowed back into Australia because yeah. he's a Kiwi that committed too many <laughs> crimes here. Um, he's got the threatened a woman at a restaurant with chopsticks. He's He's done it all. With chopsticks? Yeah. Did he have his own chopsticks and turn up with some steel ones or something? Like he just took them off the table and started threatening women. Is that a delineate whether or not he's able to come north of the border? What do you reckon? Is that, a, is that worse? If you turn up to a place with your own chopsticks, is that worse than people who turn up to a pub with their own pool stick, their own pool cue? It's, it's exactly the same, just slightly smaller. I assume you've got the little tiny piccolo case with your chopsticks in. <laughs> Those fucking lunatics turning up to a pub. I get if it's a if it's a pool hall and you play put like competition pool, fine. I get it. Yeah. Uh I wouldn't do it personally. I'd never play pool. <laughs> but if you turn up to a fucking pub pool table with your own cue, you're a fucking nut. <laughs> One of the worst things you can do. I'll be I'll tell you what they're not doing. Because, well, I've been bashed playing pool before. Oh, of but, course you have. Um, not by someone who owned their own queue. Was it in Queensland because you, yeah. you knew what the numbers on the balls were? They're like, this fucking smart ass. I'll show you. <laughs> A lot of pubs, they don't even have the numbers now. They've just got the milks and the solids. Yeah. So you just all like red red, red. versus yellow or something. So yeah, red and yellow. Um, yeah, right. My, I'd say it's good. The trip, was it full, your show? Well, I don't know. Seemed to be. Seemed to be as full as you could get in these COVID times. Yeah. Hard to tell now, isn't it? Yeah. With half. Like it does let you get away with a bit if you're a bit and like not really in high demand like me. <laughs> like they just spread the tables out and go, well, as full as it can be. No, but Fuck, you did. Man. Yeah, right. You just did. And we've got to get back to it. You getting, why did, just quickly, why did you get bashed playing pool? Oh, um, well, I'm, I'm probably about, I assume, as good as you. I've never even seen you play, but I've seen you shake. Yeah. Um, I'm not a good pool player, and yet uh, I won a game in a, a country pub in Queensland mm-hmm. just by just just smacking it hard. I, I sunk two balls twice in a row, <laughs> so that's four in two shots went in, just and they're all over it. the place. It's just like, oh yes, and I was laughing because it was quite funny, and then I just got bashed because I won. So doesn't pay to win. It's like a big prison out there. You play just hard enough to let them know. That you tried, but don't yeah. win because you'll get bashed. <laughs> oh fuck, that is great. How are uh, how are the yeah. shows at the store? Oh, sick, real good, man. Yeah, full, very good. 
uh, Friday night's show afterwards, our manager was there and she said, oh, Max Watts has opened back up. Now we're booking it. Oh, that's the music venue. Yeah, it's right near the store. Yeah. And I saw who's on. She said, who do gurus? I said, get fucked. Went over there. Brisbane's (laughs) favourite. Straight in. Watch them for an hour. It was excellent. Did you hand out some icy cold cans of Coke for me? They won't let me across the border into Sydney. <laughs> well, I, I, I just stormed the stage and did some did some gotcha calls um, live, and uh, they thought it was Triple M all over. Uh, um, no, they're great though. They're still still kicking it. They've got that old man shirt that all aging Australian rockers wear. Yeah, there's too many colours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like uh, I don't know, they've all got it. Buttoned down nearly to the navel. Yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, and not a. It's not Hawaiian shirt. No, no but no. there are floral patterns. Yeah, absolutely. They're it's, different it's a, flowers, though. Oh, it's in Vinnie's, all over Vinnie's. Yeah, there's a bit of eucalyptus. You'll see a kookaburra in there. <laughs> but then there's different trees as well. There's a pine tree <laughs> on it. You're like, what the fuck is this? Anything but Hawaiian trees. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, shows were great. I went to Bathurst and Katoomba last week. That was sick. A couple of mid-flight brawl fans turned up in both of those places, so shout out. Bathurst and Katoomba. Uh, Katoomba and, and Bathurst. One young lad, shout out to Cam Spamalam, good bloke, made his family, his mum and dad and his brother, drive from young to come to Bathurst to my show. Fuck yeah. He seemed to enjoy it. Don't know what they made of it, but uh, it was nice. Nice gesture. Did you race him race him around Mount Panorama afterwards? Yeah, took, <laughs> took the Hyundai and thrashed the fuck out of it. <laughs> Around the chicanes, that's how you celebrate a good night up there. We used to, I had a great uncle who owned and ran a pub in Bathurst and my whole family called him a tight ass. This was my grandpa's brother because when Bathurst was on, he'd charge people 50 cents for water because he said you'd get all these tight asses just coming in, taking up seats and they just want a water. So he'd charge yeah. them 50 cents for water. What, in the pub to watch the race on television? Yeah, or just at that time of year when Bathurst packs out. And he's like, we need every fucking square inch for people sinking piss. And someone would come in and say, a water. You go, you're not getting away with that. Did he take it so far as the nightclub trick I always enjoyed where they rip the taps off in the the toilets so you can only get hot water? See, I never knew that was to fill water bottles. I just thought that was a bit of stock standard nightclub vandalism. No, no, no. It's always the cold taps ripped off. Is that, well, why do they tear the doors off the cubicles and smear shit on the walls with graffiti? Is that, what's that got to do with anything? Or is that more the patrons? Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Take all the seats off and just leave the bare metal bowl. Yeah. That's to fuck people up. A lot of people in a nightclub telling me that ecstasy is a love drug. You go, well, why are the people in the toilet so fucking angry? It's a disaster in here. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Man, have you ever needed to go to a nightclub toilet? Oh, shitting Absolute in a nightclub. <laughs> that is, that's a last resort. <laughs> no, one's, no one's leaving the dance floor voluntarily to park their dinner. In a nightclub toilet, and go. I'll oh, just be. I'll be straight back, love. Just gonna go cool one off. See you soon. No way. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody's curling one off. If you're taking a shit in a nightclub, it is. <laughs> it's not a solid one. Yeah. Oh no, it's fizzy gravy. <laughs> oh fucking yuck! I'm um I'm ropeable today because I just my wife and her her friend and I went for uh, went for a lunch at the Story Bridge. Hotel Bloody here dark. in Brisbane, your mate, and uh, came out the front, and nothing, nothing fucking balances out the joy of a chicken palmer more than coming out the front and seeing you've got a fucking parking ticket for a hundred bucks. Ah, uh, hundred on the nose, 
hundred on the nose. Oh, Straight right. hundred. Still doing it. Yeah. It's not bad, is it? Yeah, Melbourne and Sydney, they've they're weird fines, you know. Seventy two forty. Yeah, I know. One thirty eight sixty. That's that's classic admin fee bullshit. Yeah. Queensland. Queensland just rounds it out. Did you see the dude giving you the ticket? No, I didn't, which is why I've got a ticket and I'm not in fucking jail. Yeah. I'd bash one. They're <laughs> 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 fucking thick skinned, aren't they? Be, be, oh, best case scenario is I got the ticket without seeing him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd be doing two to five. <laughs> I don't I don't know how they do it, honestly. Oh. One of the one of the worst. I I'd do I think any job before I'd do that. I've done door to door sales. Um I've done some fucking shit jobs. I think I'd do anything before having to walk around in the elements upsetting people. Yeah. And now they've got high vis too, so you can see them making their getaway. Yeah. And the, but, the council each year is letting their uniforms get closer and closer to a cop's uniform, which I don't like. Yeah, I noticed a few of them strap stuff to their belt. They've got like a leather man yeah. on their belt. <laughs> Stuff you go, that could be a taser. Oh no, hang on, just a parking officer. It's a, bo- still bash it's a bottle opener with an Australian flag on it. I've seen that, yeah, it's not gonna hurt. <laughs> um, man, your days are numbered up there, though, aren't they? You've uh, you managed to get a couple of origins in, though. I see, yeah, the, f- the fair weather codies are heading back this Sunday. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday afternoon, so we don't, I don't know the result yet of game two, but game one, state of origin. What a fucking great time! Oh, Queenslander! <laughs> did you did you get to watch it? Oh yeah, I did actually, and uh, I it was a it was an absolute highlight. The uh, final try, not that it was a try necessarily, but that uh, Munster got a little sack whack in on that yep. mustachioed little cunt from Souths <laughs> on the way in. He's just he's just sort of slid over the line <laughs> holding his balls while Queenslanders are all celebrating around him. Brilliant, man! And again for. For the, if you're not rugby league fans, I've only gotten into it in the last year and a bit, being up here um, back and forth in Brisbane. And it is Cam Munster, who played for Melbourne Storm uh, at a club level, won the grand final a couple of weeks ago. He was on the piss up until three days before State of Origin. He turned up maggot. He was maggot in the team photo. I honestly think he was hung over for the first half. He played pretty shit, but he swept those fucking rumbos and cheeky drunk darts out. He was on fire for the second half. And in the AFL, there'd be a like royal commission into somebody being drunk three days before a game. But in rugby league, it's <laughs> Queensland spirit. That's my favourite thing. Everyone up here is like, what a fucking legend. Oh, yeah. Queenslander. Queenslander, they're already fitting him out for the bronze statue just based on that little anecdote. <laughs> well, I hope the one they make of him, the bust, his, his face is the photo from uh, this year's Queensland team photo because he is not having I a good time. I didn't see bloodshot. I, I was surprised. He was, I reckon he had sunnies on up until they were counting down three, two, one, smile. Yeah, right. He, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should have just let him have wraparounds. <laughs> yeah. Well, they should all have that, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it wasn't popular here, though. I've got a neighbour who's a massive uh, league fan. And, and cockroach, obviously. Mm. Very unimpressed oh, yeah. he was with the result and the style of play. But uh, it's the bloody Queensland spirit that they love hearing about down here. Backs against the wall, that sort of business. Yeah, it's true. I must say there is a palpable vibe in Queensland that you just don't find in any other state. 
There is something. I don't know how it can be measured. Yeah. Probably in nips of rum. Yeah. But <laughs> there's <laughs> for that sort of thing for sure. And and each time, like particularly last year and this year, you know, New South Wales on paper, bloody good. But games aren't won on paper, are they? They're won with yeah. spirit. Spirit and spirits, fellas. Just another three hundred and seventy-five mils of Queensland spirit in a can. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, man, we better get cracking, eh? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Prepare for Heggy's voice to be shit. Yes. All right, so this week, if you can cast your mind back, mate, we've, uh, we're looking at May 16, 1999. Oh. That's the harp. Yes. Oh, last century. I mean, at the time, this was described as the worst ever case of air rage. Wow. I mean, we were all distracted by Y2K and the excitement of being less than seven months away from seeing yet another unique Sydney Harbour fireworks spectacular. But meanwhile, there's <laughs> the worst ever case of air rage happening. <laughs> is that what he's angry about? Is he, is he one of those guys that was in charge of the ones and zeros? Did he have to code everything to make sure it was Y2K compliant? Well, um, it does involve computers, this. So maybe he was making the most of it before his computer blew up in his face seven months later. But uh, Mr. Mister Ian Bottomley, oh. 36-year-old father of one, hmm. South African-born plumber who lives in Essex. Wow. Ding, ding, ding. He was on a plane bound for Heathrow from Johannesburg, BA 56, no less. I'll just get straight in here. It's pretty bloody good. He, uh, one hour into the flight, didn't even wait the mandatory three, um, one hour in. That's about a 10-hour flight too. So is he going LA to Johannesburg? No, he's going Johannesburg to Heathrow. It's a solid 12, 12 or 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decent decent flight. Have you, You've been to South Africa, Heggy? Yes, I have. I went, I went the other year for that Johannesburg Comedy Festival and at the airport, hopped off the plane, just maggot, and I saw I was on a camera well, everyone was on this camera and it had a TV above the customs desk and it had like Predator Vision on there, you know, the heat seeker. Oh, great. And, man, I was fucking popping and locking, doing robot, just fucking around, yeah. laughing, and the guy said, sir, we're checking for Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> you can get it from dancing like a fuckhead. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> well, uh, usually, like as, as we've seen quite a lot, things kick off. Three, two and a half, three hours yeah. in. Not this time. Ahead of his time, old Ian. One hour into the flight, he was just he was minding his own business. And uh, by minding his own business, I mean watching hardcore porn on his laptop. I've got to ask. I'm a big fan of technology, as you know, Heggy. Yes. Uh, in 2002, in my high school, we had laptops like we're one of the first years ever to get laptops and they were fucking massive like how how big's a 99 laptop oh pretty big that had been the that had been the tray yeah like the the meal tray (laughs) (laughs) it's heavy big batteries back then before they mined all the fucking lithium and made them smaller for our convenience they were quite big how's the charge on it just trying to fuck it you're gonna have to jerk off another three minutes with a charge on a 99 laptop that's not a modern-day MacBook Pro. That's not going for 12 hours. I'd say he's primed it up before he left. Oh, yeah. Smart. In every possible meaning of that. It's <laughs> like it's a crazy thing to do. It's pretty good. They've, um, 
They've asked him to stop right? instead of just letting him get on with it, nanny state. They insisted he stop, and uh, that's when the rest of it happened. It was um, they told him. Well, this is what they said to him. 1999, they told him to log off the site. So it's unclear to me if he's attempting to use 1999 internet on a plane to download porn. Yeah. I doubt it. Yeah. I'd say he's got the DVD or something in the site. He's asked Jeeves, hasn't he? Yeah. Hey, Jeeves, what can make me come at 30,000 feet? <laughs> <laughs> he's completely misinterpreted the Mile High Club situation. <laughs> Has he, has he? Maybe he's not even on the internet. Maybe he's just got one of those uh, Microsoft Encarta CDs in. He's just looked up titties. <laughs> he's on the- yeah, I don't think he was on the internet at all. Like it would have been no. very hard to Man, do. it used to be um, you'd have to connect. There's, there was no Wi-Fi then. You'd have to connect with one of those blue Cat5 cables. Oh, yeah. Because we had them in high school. You had to connect to the wall. Yeah. And if you were sitting towards the middle of the room, you'd have to ask your mates to use their school books to cover up the cord to get it all the way to the wall if you weren't meant to be on the internet. All right. <laughs> so you were sort of hiding it under books to get there and there was a, a mate, Anthony, in high school who was so fucking funny. He'd just constantly be playing FIFA on his laptop. He wouldn't be doing work. Yeah. And they'd ask him, Anthony, what are you doing on your laptop? And he'd go, Miss, I'm downloading Vet Virus so I don't get viruses on my computer. Yeah. Miss, if I get fucking viruses, my laptop breaks. I'm in trouble. You want my dad to have to call the school, miss? And she's like, all right, Anthony, just download the software and then close it. Yeah, no worries, miss. And five minutes later, go, cop that cunt. He's just screaming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's been, he's been told to down, to not to down, to get off this site, right? Fair enough. Uh, stop, stop watching porn. The head steward, Michael Stevenson, has told Ian, the stuff he was watching was illegal to import into the UK. Jesus. Like, how would you know, mate? How the fuck would you know as a head steward what's illegal in terms of porn? Takes one to know one, I would think. <laughs> so this is this has sparked quite the animated debate, which lasted for about 20 seconds before Bottomley lunged at Michael and offered to kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Just zero to 100. Yeah. Just shuffle him into the bathroom, let him go, tape the door shut. Oh, he's um he's gone into a rampage, this bloke. He's fighting everyone. Of course, there's no footage, so we've got to take their word for it, but why would they lie? He um was eventually overpowered, handcuffed, gagged, strapped down and sedated, but even that was not enough to control his anger. No fucking way. A South African plumber who lives in the UK, yeah. it's going to take more than that. Oh, yeah. Just plumber, just any tradie, mate. Good luck. <laughs> Lama. He's um he's injured he's injured plenty of crew members while he's at it and a few members of the public. Good effort. He's ripped the inside skin off the hatch door. Fuck. That's not a positive look, is it? Like I know you can't open it, but um once you take the plastic skin off a door, you realise there's not much to it. You're ripped apart a car door. Yeah. There's nothing in there. There's no fucking insulation or anything. There's nothing there. Yeah. It's just a Window winder and a piece of glass in there. But not even 99 planes, no asbestos sheets or something? What were they? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I've never ripped the skin off a fucking hatch door. We've flown on those planes doing gigs for the troops and they don't bother even putting walls up. You just see all the cords and wires and shit. Yeah, it's nothing there. Sitting sideways in one of those, you know, those old deck chair things with the crisscross fabric. Yeah. It's just that. It's like sitting sideways on a bus. <laughs> I remember the thing they told, I'd never shit myself over there. They're not, they're all pretty relaxed, but, um, 
the thing they said was put your helmet on the ground underneath your nuts because if someone shoots the underside of the plane, you'll be all right. Your helmet will cop it. All right, cool. I want to just stand on my fucking head then. So um, anyway, Ian, he's, uh, he's caused 30,000 pounds damage. Jesus. That's 55,000 Australian. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> wonder if they, I wonder if they brought that up in court. If they just someone there with the um, with the trading, <laughs> with the currency rates for that yeah. day. <laughs> just goes through a few different ones. <laughs> just to reiterate how much damage he did. Yeah, Deutschmark, US dollar. <laughs> for any Australians here, that's fifty five thousand Australian. The judge probably does it. Yen. <laughs> so um, there was a doctor on board. Thank goodness. Uh, who has injected him with diazepam, which is a pharmaceutical not recommended to be taken with alcohol. And Ian had had heaps of booze. Of, of course, he's jerking off on a plane an hour in. That's Also, where'd the doctor get a syringe with diazepam? Well, that's what I was, I was looking into. Like, it's just, it's a, it's crazy. Like, there's a doctor there with a few vials and some needles in her carry-on. And yes, Nick, women can be doctors now. Um, Makes you think, doesn't it's it? pretty much... Like you say, pre nine eleven, good old days. You do whatever you fucking want. Yeah, take shit on a plane. Evidently, and and this is a good part of this too. There was a crowbar on board. Why not? That was used to wrench a few seats off, so he'd stop headbutting them after he'd been handcuffed. That's back when pilots would probably put out an announcement on the tannoy. Guys, anyone got a crowbar? Most men would just get up out of their seats and rummage about in their bags till they found their crowbar. <laughs> they go, sit down, fellas. I've got a couple. Mine's a six-footer. Oh, yeah, mine too. I always pack two. I've got one under the lawnmower. Just let me get it out. <laughs> and that's also pre-9-11 is when pilots would jump in and fucking drop an elbow, oh, they, start punching. Lay a, lay a few kicks in. <laughs> and then fucking land the plane like a hero. Yeah. But after 9-11, it's, all, it's always, no, 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 you can't open the door anymore. Oh, they've, they've gone pretty weak, I reckon, pilots. A bit soft around the middle since they're not kicking people See, anymore. that's what, like, Sully... Sully was so great because he's still got that old school attitude. Yeah. Sully, who landed it on the Hudson, remember he was on Fox News and they asked him who he prayed to when the engines died and he said, why would I bother praying? There was a job to do. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Lit up a dart. <laughs> Let's go. It's um, diazepam. That's Valium, isn't it? Yeah. That's the one our mate, uh, I think it's a, yeah, our mate Brett Blake, who we're going to get on a future episode to talk about the time I had to escort him pretty much to the UK uh, from Australia. He was that maggot on a plane. Um, I think diazepam, he had some some of those that day. He had everything in a bag. But how, like his Valium prescription only, how come so many bastards have it? Everyone's got some. I've been offered it. Well, Matt, you can, you can go to a doctor and say I get anxious. Oh, that's it. You just get prescribed by a kooky doctor. Yeah. Away you go. Like I've had... I've had a little bit of anxiety shit before and they said, would you want Valium? Like, oh, you know what? What I'm going to do first is I'll stop having 20 standard drinks a day and eight coffees. I'll see if that changes anything. But if not, then I'll give Valium a crack. And fuck, what do you know? Yeah, right. I've been offered it by people before. As if I've got trouble relaxing. I've worked my whole fucking <laughs> life. I'll go to sleep at any time. <laughs> yeah. i go to sleep right now at short notice. If I oh, want. man. And since having a baby. Oh yeah, it's just man. I can have a three minute nap standing up. Yeah, I do it. I do it at the lights. I'd sleep like coneheads in the cupboard. Yeah. 
<laughs> while I'm hanging up some clothes, quick 45-second nap, get back into it. Oh, yeah. It all helps. It all adds up. You can't hoard the sleep, <laughs> mate. But um, old Ian, right, he's, he's strapped down, getting injected with Valium at regular intervals, still putting up a good fight. Diversions too, they were a thing of the 21st century. So this palaver went on for 12 hours. Jeez. I said, yeah, righto, we're, we're still going to get there. And I, I reckon Good job to do. this is also pre, um, uh, pre-individual TVs in seats, you reckon? I would think so. There's just four screens spread throughout the plane just yeah. near the luggage compartment playing fucking Billy Madison or something. Oh, shit movies, always shit. Yeah, not even Billy Madison of all. Worse. You know what they used to have? When I travelled in South America, I spent a bit of time on buses and they'd have a TV on that and they'd just crank it up. It's like an old bulbous TV. Wow. Just screwed to the ceiling. Yeah. And they'd just turn the thing up and that generally, like generally it'd be, more often than not, it'd be Rambo <laughs> of some description. Like one of the Rambos would be on one, two or three and you just watch a Rambo. Sick. Man, that's I love you Rambo. You don't want to be showing um, a bunch of young white tourists over there that they say they're there for the um, Machu Picchu, but more likely $2 bags of rack. Yeah. You don't want to be showing them Rambo on a bus. That's a bit too much. <laughs> the human heart can only take so much. Woo! Oh, I loved it. It's great. Have you seen the Have you seen the Rambo kill pie chart? No. There's a... There's a pie chart with how many people Rambo killed. Yeah. No, I, I didn't see the latest Rambo, but up to Rambo 4, there's a pie chart. It's one tiny, like, he only kills one person. Sp- in spoiler part, alert. Part one. Yeah. And it gradually gets bigger <laughs> to when he's killing fucking hundreds. Yeah. I, I'd never seen, I think I'd seen Rambo 12 or whatever before the first one. They're very different films. Oh, first one's sick. Great film. Oh, it's so good. But Excellent. the rest of them, he just. It's everybody. Yeah. Okay. Someone gives him a greasy in traffic and he fucking snaps their neck. Yeah. <laughs> still worth a watch. <laughs> Just good. a man with plastic it's, surgery it's... and steroids killing everyone. Yeah. I did see the last one actually. Yeah, he is. He's, he's still, you know, still a very good shape, Rambo. Well, he's, in, and, he's uh, in a shape. I'm not sure what it is. Well, you know what that human growth hormone obviously does too? It just keeps your hair jet black. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of pulls the skin around your eyes back. Yeah, it does it all. Human growth hormone, it'll fix your neck. Yeah, it's bloody good stuff. Yeah. Um, well, a bunch of passengers have gotten involved here. Imagine the satisfaction just getting a couple of kicks in on Ian while he's tied up, knowing that being filmed is unlikely. Yeah. That's almost a boombox size camcorder, 99. You're fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not happening. No one's taking that. Nobody's picking that over putting a boot in. Oh, no. No way. Now it's sort of automatic. Um, but no, no one's, no one's flipping on the camcorder. If there's any video footage of that, it's got a hard-coded date, sort of bottom left-hand corner, Australia's Funniest Home Video oh, yeah. Style. <laughs> yeah, can't get it off. That was annoying. Like you'd turn on a – we used to put a bit of masking tape across the bottom corner of the telly so you could watch a movie without the time flicking over, <laughs> seeing how many tenths of a second are to go. Um, at one stage of the fight, right, bottomly – He's asked an ex-soldier, probably one of your mates, who um, who was trying to restrain him. To uh, he said, "Do you want to step outside?" Fuck yeah! Seven miles above the jungle, he wants a rumble. Pretty good. <laughs> Let's take this outside. <laughs> and this is this is after numerous shots of Valium 
people belting the fuck out of him. They've had to crowbar a chair out. Yeah. Boy, you can't. Yeah. You looking at me? What's this about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> During the hullabaloo, another passenger has said to the pilot, get this bloody plane on the ground and get this bloody lunatic out before he kills us. I assume the pilot said, yeah, no worries. Just give me 12 hours. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Don't worry about it. We're going to Heathrow. I said we're going to Heathrow. We're going to fucking Heathrow. Shut up. You know what I saw? I saw the pilot. Um, I've just opened an article on it here. Captain Peter Fleming, yeah. who repeatedly left the flight deck to try and calm Bottomley, said he considered making an emergency landing, which may have been Shannon. Um, even Shannon don't want any part of this. They don't want Bottomley. Yeah, well, Shannon would be about similar distance to Heathrow. Unless you want to offload another fuckhead in Ireland. You're not going to Shannon from Joburg. I wouldn't By think. the way, Melbourne Cup last week, it's happened again. They've done it. My mates, the Irish. Yeah. Your mates. An Irish horse won. It's the only time that anything Irish will win a race. Oh, And that yeah. is a horse. Yeah, the Irish are still, besides that cheating swimmer, they're yet to win a gold medal at the Olympics except for the odd boxing one, I think. Yeah. It's not really their thing. They don't play that um, fucking... What is it? What's that insane hockey slash Aussie rules football? Hurling? I don't know. Hurling. That's not in there. I don't do hurling in the Olympics. You know what they could do to make them win? Instead of a starter pistol for the 100 metres, just smash some glass yeah. and start a, a house alarm. They might win that. <laughs> I like I like Gaelic football, which is just, to me, fun soccer. Yeah. So, yeah, pick it up, cunt. Tackle someone. Who cares? <laughs> Boot it over the net. Just make it worthless. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I, I, when I was in Dublin, I was staying with this bloke, um, probably six months I stayed there. I was living in this house, pretty much walk out the front door and see underside of Croke Park's uh, stands, yep. the grandstand, and match days were fucking wild. Great. Yeah. Really good. You just walk out, go outside, go up to the pub, even if you're not going to the game. Heaps of people. Amateurs too, because they're all amateur. A few years ago I was in Kilkenny, home, home of the Cody's. And uh, it's going to bring a tear to my eye. <laughs> Bit of the Irish national anthem here. Um, yeah. Kilkenny Island, home of the Cody's. The Kilkenny Cats won the hurling. Oh, yeah. And uh, the the manager's name is Brian Cody. Oh, yeah. Did you meet him? No, people at the pub were telling me it's a good time to have the surname Cody, but he's just a teacher at a local primary school. All the players are just plumbers and stuff. Yeah. And... Uh, he said they, the bartender said they'll go back to work on Tuesday. They'll get blind on the Sunday. I went to the stadium where the sort of post-match celebration was. Yeah. There were three streakers. Oh, yeah. Separate, like separate, not one group, just one streak. All Cody's. Yeah. <laughs> All Cody's. <laughs> yeah. And people clapped him. It wasn't like here where they moved the camera away. Oh, yeah. People go, slow down so we can get a photo. I was at the cricket a couple of years ago here and there's a streaker and it was great. It was like, you know, like Keystone Colts trying to catch him because it's a bit drizzly. They're all slipping over the fat bastards and he had a good, he had a pretty good sidestep. It's the only time I'll say YouTubers did something I enjoyed and that was a few weeks ago. The AFL grand final in Brizzy, two blokes jumped the fence. Yeah. One of them kicked a, a goal or I think maybe both of them had their own footies and kicked a goal. But it had to stop the game because they hopped the fence when the ball was down the other end. Somehow plays rebounded, come back. And these boys are getting tackled by security. And then I found out later they're just two 
blokes from Brisbane with a YouTube channel that just make funny shit and they made a video about their dream was always to kick a goal at the grand final. They really apologised to stop the play. Yeah. They're like, we're just fucking around. And they, <laughs> it was good. Everyone booing them. Who fucking cares? It's a bit of fun. Yeah. I, yeah. The streaker I saw at the cricket, first thing they did was flash up how much his fine was. So this guy just got fined five and a half thousand dollars or something. Yeah. So Jesus, that's a bit much. It's about twenty seven hundred pounds. Yeah, it's expensive being a larrikin these days. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be amateur. When I was twelve or thirteen, I was a spitting image of then Collingwood captain and now coach Nathan Buckley. And uh, oh, yeah. did you get confused with him? No, but Mum said I'll pay the fine if you jump on the field in a Collingwood jumper. You couldn't bring yourself to put it on. <laughs> She said, I'll bash you if you put it on. Yeah. But I'll also pay the fine if you put it on and run on the field. Yeah. No, she said, I'd pay the fine. I said, I wouldn't do it. She called me a soft cop. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things are starting to make sense. Little bits of your upbringing come out and go, oh, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Now I know why this a, happens. It's not a hard puzzle to put together. Yeah. So the doctor. Said that he had a very high Ian had a very high resistance to sedatives. No shit. And there's another another doctor on board said that Bottomley seemed to resist strong sedatives. This one was a traditional doctor, a bloke, who uh, seemed to be happy to assume the role of onlooker, while a modern female doctor copped a few kicks and bites, injecting Ian with diazepam. How up to date? Head of his time, in fact. Yeah. Good on him. Woke. Um, the second one said, "Look, I tried to talk him down, but there was no way you could." He said, if you came close to him, he'd hit your head with his head. You don't want to get head butted by a plumber. No. And that you can tell that doctor's had a soft upbringing when they don't know the term headbutt. Yeah. (laughs) He tried to hit my head with his head. Yeah, it's like kindy kids saying it, isn't it? Yeah. It's a Liverpool kiss. (laughs) (laughs) So, um. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Captain Peter Fleming said he wanted to. Um, he considered make, making an emergency landing, but instead he just burned an extra $16,000 worth of fuel getting to Heathrow an hour ahead of schedule, which, right. man, just do it more often. Well, yeah. I reckon ask everyone. Absolutely. If everyone everyone chip in. <laughs> if you're just sitting there and say, fuck, this has taken ages, the pilot could come out, just pass a hat around. They do some sums up the front. Yeah, we'll we'll knock fucking 45 minutes off this. With the money raised, do you reckon in, in more modern times that when they try to sting you for an extra buck on your ticket, that's just that. If everyone, yeah, if everyone buys that, you just get there quicker. That's your carbon offset thing. They just burn more. I've said this before on stage. I I refuse to pay that carbon offset because that's not my bill. That's the airline's bill. Oh yeah, it's theirs. Yeah, I'm not yeah. taking it. Fuck them. That's like if we ask every month for Patreon money and then for an extra buck for me to pay for my Foxtel. Yeah. But no, no, no. I meant to do that out of the money I got. <laughs> oh, it's pretty shameless. Extra charges have become such a fucking shameless uh, practice. And I should say straight away, I, it really says more about me, um, Heggy, that you have no doubt that that's what I've used Patreon money on is Foxtel. I just want to let you know I do not subscribe to Foxtel. I thought it was a joke. I didn't know Foxtel still existed. <laughs> Does it? I think so. It's still Foxtel. Yeah. Well, that surprises me. Yeah. That's Fucking crazy. <laughs> did you ever have any of them? Any of what? Foxtel, Optus. Did you have Galaxy? No. I don't even know what the last one is. Galaxy? That was down in Melbourne. I didn't know Optus had its own channel. Yeah, Optus Vision, pre-Foxtel. Or I think they went, they competed for a bit. 
I think there was Optus Vision and Foxtel. Nah, man. I'm not a, I, don't, I don't have time to watch fucking shitloads of television. I just wouldn't get my money's worth. Yeah. We've got Netflix now. That's pretty good. But um, even that, not really getting my money's worth out of that. It's only 12 bucks. Is it? Netflix, it's like 12 or 13 bucks a month. Nah, it's more than that. If that shuts a child up for two minutes, you're in front. Yeah, bloody good children we're raising as a result. <laughs> get them all in front of it more often. See what happens. Man, I, Luch and I are running a no TV for our son household. Fuck, it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. But, uh, I, I mean, hopefully worth it, but who knows. Any parents listening, um, my wife would say, not judging you for what you do, but I refuse to say that. I am judging you. Um, I've got mates with a two-year-old that are like, hey, man, yeah, we just watched the whole season of fucking Yellowstone or something on stand. Yeah. I'm like, how do you, how'd you find time to do that? I just gave the two-year-old an iPad. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. There's a lot of brands just with, you know, I don't know what babies look like anymore. It's just two two little sets of knuckles (laughs) on the side of a fucking iPad. (laughs) Could be anything behind there. Don't know. It's the equivalent of, remember when your dad was just two sets of knuckles on the side of a broadsheet? I couldn't couldn't tell you what my dad looked like in the morning. That was it. He'd come down and say hello, girls, to me and my brothers, and then just fucking... From behind the paper. Read the paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, my dad, he listens to this. He'll fucking, <laughs> he'd always say, I'm off to shit, shave, shower, and shampoo. Not necessarily in that order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad say pretty much exactly the same, except shoe shine, you dad. Oh, yeah. Ditch shoe shine. <laughs> for a shoe shine. <laughs> Will you get your kids a tablet when for Falcon make them, Heggy, a little for Falcon pad? Do you reckon for Falcon and make pads? <laughs> you describing the weight of your TV now pretty much is an iPad that just has to be connected to the wall. Yeah, it's large. Though. That's that'd be a big iPad. Um, yeah, for both of them. I reckon it. You've got to share. I reckon it. the for Falcon. I'm going to try this. Weighs less than an iPad. <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable. There's nothing in there. I don't know how they're doing it. Like it's not even that necessary for a TV to be that light. You don't pick it up much. <laughs> Great. Got to make sure the ceiling fans don't go above two. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking the Falcon's gone. <laughs> um, old Ian, though, Mr. Bottomley, the Ian, he's ended up at Isleworth Crown Court, West London, in front of Judge Oof. Andrew McDowell. And... uh Oldworth Crown Court, right, where there's extra parking opposite the nursery on Ossley Road. Evidently, people rate it on Google. Right. Like you can rate. I know I bang on about this a bit, but you can, you can get on the internet and rate fucking anything. But these ones, actually pretty good. I, I enjoyed, I really enjoyed these reviews. According to Magella McCaffrey, one of your mates. No, I beg your pardon. Her name's Magella McCaffrey Flynn Dunn. It's a bit horsey wow. sounding. Your mate. Um, she says they need to redecorate the carpet is looking worse for wear and tear old dark frayed the walls are dull painting another colour than marigold or fawn a nice yellow with emerald green and white skirting boards new toilet utilities and mirrors with antibacterial hand serum four stars reads like a two to me yeah so is this a did you say this is for a court it's a yeah it's a court they're reviewing (laughs) 
Isleworth Crown Court. Court. Quite a serious court. Uh, for the first time ever, I thought about leaving a TripAdvisor review for a car park at a hospital in Brisbane yeah. that didn't have tap and go pay. Imagine getting on the internet and reviewing a car park. Yeah. I just smashed through the fucking wooden arm, went on my way. If I can't tap my way out of this with my card. Oh, did you? You took the took the thing off? No, it just, it just shit me. I ended up having to call someone. There was no one in the booth there, so it got directed to Sydney. I fucking hate So this is like interstate car park call centre. Oh. And the guy had the camera up. He could see me from Sydney. Yeah, right. And I explained to him what's going on because I had uh, this was weeks, like a week after we got out of quarantine, I went out one morning, just had my phone on me. But my phone's got Google Pay or whatever it is. You can just tap your phone. Yeah. Um, And you didn't need your card. And I had a fucking runny nose. So I went to get a COVID test like a good citizen. Mm. Um, And, yeah, just got trapped in the car park because it wouldn't let me tap and go. People like you seem to be in front of me a fair bit. Oh, and really? I'll tell you what, it's the only time in the city I'd like to have a four-wheel drive just to fucking ram them through the gate when they're – as soon as someone presses a button and starts talking to someone on the little box, I think, fuck. Oh, no, no, no. I, Mate, I didn't do that at the gate. I did that at the ticket booth. Oh, right. What you mean? At no, I wouldn't gate. put myself in that situation. I, I spotted that there was no tap and go at the boom gate. I'm not being that person. Gotcha. I'd fucking kill myself. Yeah. I'd do the um the old Japanese suicide with the car keys. Yeah. I'd be so embarrassed to hold people up in a line. I mean, having said that, I've I've done worse. I was well, I was in Melbourne. I used to do those relocated Winnebago things for like a buck. What? You could you get a Winnebago from Melbourne to Sydney for a dollar. This is, you know, uh in the 90s, I was doing this. Yeah. And I'd just cruise around, just go, oh, yeah. You'd just look up this website and go, sick, there's one for a buck. And they pay the petrol. <laughs> Fucking, I'm going to Melbourne. You just get in and drive down there, <laughs> and it was it was unreal. And I had all, I've, I've fucking moved in one. I moved all my shit from Sydney back up to Mum's once in a Winnebago for a dollar. Just cost cost me a buck to do it. Great, but I had this one in Melbourne, and it was huge. It was like a six berth one. I'm cruising. I don't know Melbourne streets at all. Yeah, and I'm just cruising around going. Fucking lost, and when you're lost, that's when you're going to have a crash. Like that's if you're ever going to crash, it's when you're lost, I reckon, or do something. You as a Queenslander, you would have been confused on the Melbourne roads. They give you numerous chances to turn off to get to a place, and people emerging. Yeah. You'd be like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> it should be one mistake should cost you forty five minutes. Yeah, like- <laughs> oh, it does. It's very costly in Queensland. That's why they're such excellent drivers from an early age. Um, <laughs> fucking horrendous. I, I um. I saw this bridge coming up and this this thing was three metres high and I looked on the bridge and went, oh, this is going to be close. And I, I slowed right down because I couldn't see. There was nothing on the inside telling me how high the thing was. And I've, I've hit it, yeah. obviously, and just I was going slow enough to just sort of scrape the top on top of the roof. I went, fuck. <laughs> and I had to get out and tell everyone to reverse, let some air out of the tyres and reverse Ooh. up myself. Fucking nightmare. And got got out of there and drove some other way. Got to Sydney and they said, oh, any damage to the car? I went, nah, <laughs> you're clearly not three metres and 50 centimetres tall. <laughs> it didn't take the roof off. I was going really slow. By yeah, the time yeah. I got under it, it fucking not cool. It probably would have been a truckie at some point at a set of lights going, what happened to your roof? You know, they could, truckies could just see everything. Yeah, you ask yeah. truckies about <laughs> shit they've seen in cars, they'll tell you the worst stuff. Same as when you're on a bus, you see a lot of, <laughs> A lot of nose pickers 
when you're sitting on a bus. Yeah. People sitting on the lights doing disgusting shit. Oh, I'm a I'm a car nose picker. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Pick it, roll it, flick it. Um, the other review of Bible. Well, in these times though, it's probably it's probably more frowned upon than a lit dart out of the window in these COVID times to flick a boogie out onto a freeway. You reckon people are that paranoid? They could change everything. In Melbourne about a, a, a five millimeter diameter booger <laughs> coming out the window onto the road. <laughs> Fucking pussies. Um, always Crown Court though. There's one other review. There's a bunch of them, but one other review. Yeah. And this bloke doesn't seem to realise that the star rating system doesn't care much for sarcasm. Yeah. He's he's awarded five stars and then the following sentence. Yes, great place. Got stitched up for assaulting two coppers. Got six months for something I never done. And my driving licence is still messed up since 2002 and still no justice for really happened. Wow. So that reads like a zero. Yeah. But he's left five. A tongue-in-cheek five. Yeah. Um, I reckon I didn't done it. That means you did. Oh, absolutely. Something I never done. <laughs> Stitched up, assaulting two coppers, got six months. A few things in there. I mean, I'm not a fan of the coppers myself, but I don't know that they're, you know, that's that's a fucking stretch. You want to just go th- go through them again, Heggy? So there was. Yeah. Yes, great place. Got stitched up for assaulting two coppers. Got six months for something I never done. Am I driving ice? (laughs) There's a little more chilly on this, actually. And my driving license is still messed up since 2002 and still no justice for really happened. Wow. I think it's only been three times in our 35-episode rich history that there's been free spins in free spins. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh, and I've been getting a lot of emails about getting free spins recently. Oh, right. You get these? No. I've got no idea if it's from this or what I'm looking at, but there's a the spam is fucking flying thick and fast on casinos. And uh, do you have a look at your spam? I'm still getting one from a. Uh, I'm getting spam from. I reckon four years ago, my wife and I lived in Brunswick East in Melbourne, moved house, and had to, of course, you end all the contracts with the various things. Yeah. And Optus, there was some Optus bill, paid it, signed with Optus again in the next place, and then a few days later in the next place, got a call from a credit, you know, those cunts. Yeah. And, uh, hey, you owe us blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, first of all, you already bought the debt. That's how it works. You bought the debt at a low rate off Optus, and now you try and recoup the full amount. Yeah. Um, But I've already paid the bill, so fuck off, and just hung up. And then they called again, and I was – more aggressive, and then they just started sending emails and said, "We're gonna now we've put you onto a lawyer." And I said, "Well, any lawyer could just call Optus, and they'll tell you I paid the bill. I'm still with Optus, yeah. so <laughs> nah." And now, still four, however many years later, occasionally I get an email saying, "Hey, we've decided to help you out. We'll knock eighty percent off the bill." Yeah, um, you know, so pay sixty bucks or whatever, brilliant, instead of three hundred. And uh, we'll call it even. And I'm like, my counter offer is zero percent. Get fuck cunt. Fuck. Send that back. Yeah, just round it out to an even hundred percent off, and uh, then we'll talk. <laughs> just send that back, all caps. Then a few months later, another one. But occasionally, I look in my spam, and I go, "Oh, they're still having a go. Yeah. That's nice." I don't open. I don't open the spam folder. These are just in my inbox, and, I'm, and I don't even open them. 
Oh, I'm trying to unsubscribe because it comes in fits and starts. It's whenever I've stayed in a hotel, you've got to give your fucking yeah. email and then that'll, that'll happen. Um, anyway, Ian Bottomley, right, they've convicted him of assaulting cabin crew chief Michael Stevenson, the, uh, the porn aficionado from before, who he did smack to the floor. They've uh, convicted him of being drunk aboard the aircraft and endangering the plane and its passengers. And uh, the prosecution described Bottomley as, as a caged animal. <laughs> yeah, uh, which I love. Mm. But he also he got charged with, I see here, disturbing the peace. Oh, yeah. Which, again, I love. I thought that was a given. I love the old sounding crime. Yes. Disturbing <laughs> the peace for a man jerking off, watching porn on a laptop in the sky and then taking various shots of diazepam to stop. After needing a chair in front of him, crowbarred out. Yeah, they just chucked that <laughs> Disturbing one Disturbing the peace. That's yeah, a bit old, mate. <laughs> so someone, quite cover it. Someone dies of AIDS, they go, yeah, you had rickets as well and polio. You go, fucking ease up. Just the, just the one of them will do. Um, he was, they say he was overpowered, gagged, handcuffed, strapped down, still acted like a caged animal. Um, Ian said... It's his defence. I thought they were going to kill me. I resisted. It was survival instinct. He said he wasn't <laughs> drunk. He just wanted to defend himself. And fair enough, I reckon. <laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? The, um, the judge has pitched Survival him. instinct. Yeah, survival instinct, just biting people. Mind you, someone's trying to inject me with something. He probably had his headphones on throughout all this. And I didn't know what was going on. Just innocently watching some videos. And then all of a sudden, there's six people on him kicking fuck out of him. Um <laughs> The judge said, and this did make me wonder what you have to do to be considered of bad character. He said, it's always sad to find someone of good character appearing in a criminal court. But you must realise the kind of offences you committed cannot be accepted by the courts of this country and will not be. And the, um, this is at a stage, of course, where the sorry, don't mind me, I'm a bit mental defence had yet to be invented. So yeah. Ian has had to say goodbye to his son. I assume son. Plumbers don't usually have oh. daughters. Uh, off for a three-stretch in the pen. Three years. Three years for that. Jesus. That is grim. I think he'd consider himself unlucky reading the news these days. Yeah. He probably, while he was in there, he read about the new thing called the black dog. Yeah. He would have gone, fuck me. <laughs> retrial. Retrial. New evidence. I'm sad. Yeah. I mean, if the internet had been in full flight then, he would know all about the black dog and how you can get out of trouble. Mm. Magic. Just do an Instagram. He'd just be doing an Instagram video on his phone. I'm just here trying to watch some porn on my laptop. These people are trying to inject me yeah. with who knows what. Yes. <laughs> my body, my choices. <laughs> it's probably a Bill Gates chip or something. Get around my GoFundMe. Watching porn in public must have its own. That's a condition. That must be its own condition now. So leave them alone, everyone. I have seen that on a plane before, a bloke open his laptop and forget that the last thing he watched on it was porno. Oh, okay. And it's just rather than log off, he's just shut the laptop. Shut it so hard and just threw it in the above, like not even back in the case, just threw it in. (laughs) (laughs) Probably had heaps of work to do. Couldn't do it. Oh, man. (laughs) But it was the the quickest slam. (laughs) Very good. Um, I, f- I fucking hate that on, on planes where you're watching a movie and then all of a sudden there's people fucking and I'm just elbow, I'm touching elbows with a stranger. Yeah. There's a pr- 
pretty much a fuck scene on my screen. Yeah. It's like, hey, you've beeped out swear words in this. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Like on Emirates and Emirates and Eddie had block out heaps of stuff. Yeah. Um, which I, you know what, I I hate that on the ground, but in the sky you've got, you have saved me an embarrassing fast forward of a scene. Yeah, right. Oh, you'd fast forward through. It is, it is embarrassing. It's like getting around in a novelty T-shirt with swearing on it. Like there are, you know, there are kids around and shooting people who are going to get offended by that. Fucking the movies are the same thing. No, but that, that's, that's your choice, the novelty T-shirt. If I'm just watching a movie, I didn't know he was going to pull a root. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a Christmas present. You feel obliged to wear it. <laughs> All right. That brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl, episode 35, BA56, Ian Bottomley. I th- I didn't think it – I'll be honest, when I heard of Ian Bottomley, I thought, oh, no, did he commit a financial crime in the sky? All oh, right. You reckon that's a bit la-di-da? Well, Ian Bottomley, just the, the surname Bottomley, but then you said South African plumber from Essex, and I went, well – I'll scrap. I won't lock that answer in. Yeah. What's he done? Oh, it's a versatile name, and he did not disappoint. Could easily be a Wall Street name or a plumber. Yeah, you don't get thirty-six months for nothing, and fuck me, he earned them. <laughs> Do you know what he's up to now? I can't. Have you find found him. anything? On no, I can't find him. Yeah, he's uh, he's disappeared. He's probably off the internet. <laughs> you know what I th- I think? Safe to say, if twenty-one years ago you're jerking off in the sky fighting flight attendants who have jabbed you with numerous needles full of Valium yes. and you refuse to go down. I don't think he's committed to a vegan lifestyle and healthy living. No. Well, he, if he is alive, he'd be 57 by now. Essex Plumbers, about 55, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, that's a normal 110. Yeah. <laughs> got a fucking blinder. <laughs> All right, mate. I'm going to go. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.